there's so much pressure attached to this tournament and the magnitude of the moment and the magnitude of the situation that this player is feeling is like overwhelming them it's consuming them like this is a tournament that i've been waiting for for a long time and it means so much i have to perform well so this player starts to put like big expectations on themselves so they get to this tournament and it's again it's just all about this pressure they're feeling it's bearing down on them and everything they do in their warm-up and their practice is about like what the outcome is going to be because it means a lot to them now as they're out there like she couldn't help but notice like there's a fellow competitor and somebody that's always been just a little bit better and always performed a little bit better and she's out there like smiling and giggling and you know just seems so calm and relaxed and she can't understand this because like it's such a big moment like how can they seem so calm so as they get deep into this and they're going there like really starting to think about all the negative possibilities and like if i fail in this what are people going to think of me and again she's just consumed by these thoughts and like now starting to compare herself to this other player like how could she possibly be so calm through this whole thing so they get out there and they're actually grouped together so they're playing in the first hole this girl gets up and just stripes a drive picks up her tee walks off and now she's up and she can't help but feel just again nervous and her heart's thumping and all she can think about is all of the bad possibilities that could possibly come from this so she gets out there and she takes her swing and like it just feels uncomfortable her grip feels uncomfortable and again the other player is just cruising along and they get through the round and she just gets stomped by this other player and she just doesn't understand it like this pressure is breaking me down i can't do this but you know the truth is is there's two separate players here and they're seeing things two separate ways and in this episode we're going to talk about the differences between pressure and stress and how stress is really a performance inhibitor and pressure doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing when you look at it in a certain light. And that's all coming up right now. Welcome to the Go Low Show, where it's about golf, grit, and your pursuit of greatness. My name is Kyle Olderink, and I am your co-host, along with my man, John Weir, mental game coach extraordinaire. And in this podcast, we're going to show you everything that you need to know about how to go low in your golf game. And we're excited to bring you that show right now. Expect anything different? Is it his time? Yeah! All right, it's time to go. All right, John. So in this episode, we're going to tackle the difference between pressure and stress. And, you know, a lot of times those get kind of lumped together. But like pressure doesn't have to be a bad thing. However, stress is really a performance inhibitor 
which we're going to get into. But pressure is really just like the magnitude of the moment is the way I look at that. So, you know, if there's, you know, a championship on the line or if it's a tournament that means a lot to you, like those things are going to be pressure because there's, you know, more prize, there's more value to the result. But that doesn't have to be a, you know, a performance inhibitor such as like stresses. And, you know, when we can see those things differently and we're going to teach you guys how to reframe these things, how you're looking at pressure to really change some things. However, stress is really the biggest performance inhibitor. So, John, that's kind of your thing. And I, I really want to get into now, like the causes of stress and why that really inhibits performance. Sure. And I, I want to touch a little bit too on the notion of pressure. I mean, every athlete that's in any type of competitive arena likes pressure in some form. This is kind of the competitive juices that every athlete really thrives off of. I mean, you can even see in the majors when Tigers made a big putt and you hear the roar from the crowd. I mean, that's the pressure and a thriving in that moment that can propel athletes to really great moments. So stress is different because in the subconscious mind, it's perceiving a threatening situation, whether that's real or imagined. So whether you're being chased down the fairway by a bear or you have a really tough tee shot or a really tough putt to make, if you're under stress or fearing of the consequence, the brain starts secreting the same fight or flight response. And in these situations, our brain literally starts changing. So as the cortisol release starts happening in our brain, the motor cortex starts to get inhibited. And because stress is on a spectrum, that will determine how much being the motor cortex is being inhibited. Well, what's the motor cortex? It's kind of what people would call muscle memory. It's all the motor programs your brain has built up through your practice, hitting golf balls and uh, synchronizing all the motions. So it directly affects your fine motor skills, what muscle groups you're using, all your synchronistic muscle movements and coordination. And so all of these things are starting to put a tight grip on your motor cortex when we're under stress or perceiving a threat. So the main difference between pressure and stress is the positive aspects of competition versus that threatening situation that's firing the fight or flight. Yeah. I mean, that's perfectly said. And, you know, and we've talked about this before too, but it's like when that, you know, that motor cortex gets broken down or the swing gets broken down, it's like everybody wants to run to the range. And a lot of times they get frustrated because they'll go to the range and hit it really well. And they don't understand it. And they're like, well, why is this breaking down under pressure? But again, it's not really the pressure that's happening. It's that, it's that stress that's being, um, you know, that they're kind of instilling. And it really is self-inflicted, uh, which we're going to go into a little bit more. But, you know, on your note about pressure, too, it's like, you know, I remember you get used to playing and you get really, if, if you can, you get used to like you enjoy it. And I remember when I stopped playing competitive golf, like it was almost meaningless to me for a little while. Like it felt so weird because I felt like there was nothing to play for and it was hard to actually get into the right mindset. And I know a lot of people have been there when they've kind of stopped playing competitively or people who play at a competitive level a lot and just go play for fun. Like it's hard to get into that because you're not enjoying that same moment, that same level of that. Again, pressure, I don't even know if that's the right word. It's just that magnitude of the moment. But, you know, so getting deeper into this stress, like how are people getting into this? 
Well, touching on the point that you just made about, you know, a player being out on the course and underperforming and then going to the range and now suddenly being striping it again. It's a perfect example of the brain releasing the motor cortex because there's no longer that perceived threat going on. So once that competitive feeling was lifted or what they were fearing on the course was gone, they go to the range, all those chemical releases stop. And so now the motor cortex is freed up again, the coordination is back, the free-flowing motion, the fine motor skills, whereas on the course, you probably find more of the gross muscles or the big muscles taking place in a golf swing, because in stress, we're going to activate different muscle groups. So an easy example to think about this, even as you listen now, is imagine laying a board down on the ground and walking across the board. It would be no problem. Take the same board and elevate it 20 feet in the air over a busy street. Well, your walking ability doesn't stop, but because of the fear or the fight or flight response going on, it might be very difficult to walk across the beam naturally or even get across it without falling. And so the same thing's taking place on the golf course. And the number one thing that players really need to start keying in on in their mental game is reduction of stress. And so there's individual factors that come along with that that are going to invoke stress for different players. And then there's sometimes that stress or just the the general feeling sometimes that people worry about going out to perform poorly. You know, they worry about what others might think of them or have these different fears. And if those things are underlying a competitive round, it's going to invoke stress. And that means we're going to see the, that their swing or their performance can be limited or just held back. If they're really stressed, you might not even be able to see them perform well at all. Yeah. And, I, you know, and again, as a, as a coach who works with a lot of competitive players, I, I see these effects of stress a lot. And, you know, especially like this time of year when tournaments are going on, uh, high school golf's about to start and, you know, people have their their tryouts and getting their spots on the team and and so forth and you start to see them stressed and worried about the results so again it's not necessarily the you know hey this means a lot it's that you know it's i could i could lose this and essentially it all boils down to you know judgment as well i think and then that's really why public speaking is like the number one fear you know because essentially everybody's worried about being judged like if i don't do this if i don't perform you know how am i going to feel about myself how are people going to look at me you know what are my coaches going to think what are parents going to think i mean essentially it all boils down to like that fear of judgment or fear of pain and fear of failure and you know that's like you said the stuff that's really starting to break us down and you know, that's just a, that's something that if we can help players get over, it just really changes the game. And, you know, so reframing is a really good one. And again, I know we've covered this a little bit, but, you know, when we start to look at, like you said, like things as a threat, if we can flip that to an opportunity. So instead of I have a, you know, a big moment, you know, what if I fail? It's like, look, this is a big moment and I have an opportunity to really do my best. And it takes a little mental discipline to, you know, stay on that level. But, you know, just flipping that can change a lot of the stuff going on in our body, don't you think? Yeah, reframing is, is very big. And that's one of that mental skill, like you said, in a discipline to start taking active control of your brain and starting to flip it into by using your words, by using the way you're visualizing into something very powerful and positive. And so I encourage everybody too, while you're laying in bed at night, be visualizing yourself performing in those big moments the way you want to. 
free of stress, relying on your process, being confident in, in your training and knowing that you have a defined process and a way of performing on the course. And when we start focusing our attention on those things, we're able to step up in the pressure situations or competitive situations without stress or with more of just those competitive juices flowing rather than things that are holding back our swing performance and also our mental performance. Because not only does the swing break down under stress, so do our decision making. We start perceiving ourselves differently. We actually start changing up our game planning or how we approach the game. So there's all kinds of different dynamics that are taking place just because of the fight or flight response. So besides reframing, I think getting informed and learning about yourself is a really big thing. What the modern research shows is about the brain in general, that when we're in alpha waves or those relaxed states of rhythm of our mind, we're able to perform better and more effortlessly. And now we also know through a lot of our research that stress is really inhibiting a lot of the performance and modern research will also show its effects on the motor cortex. So there's a, these are the universals that we're trying to get to. But learning yourself, learning your individual nature, learning what your strengths are and what you can rely on, learning what your stressors are and what inhibit your performance, it's crucial. So having that ability to reframe and also having that self-awareness so that you can recognize when you're making those shifts. So one thing you can do at home briefly is, you know, take a sheet of paper out, fold it up, draw a line down it. And put that player who's fearful in some of those common things that you notice about yourself, how you think different, how you make different decisions, uh, how you're performing out there, things you notice on one side. And then think about your great rounds and compare and contrast and put some of those differences on the other side. And by writing it out, believe it or not, you're making this impression in your subconscious mind. And when you're on the course and you start noticing yourself on the wrong side, you immediately have something in a visual picture to go back to of those positive aspects or qualities. So it's a wonderful way to kind of embed something in your brain so you can start making a new choice on the course and getting off a mental autopilot. Well, and that's great, John. And, and that's an exercise I've done with players for a long time. And it's, again, going back to just our common theme of define everything you do is like literally laying out when I was playing my best, this is what I was doing. And, you know, it's interesting because like we talked about these individual natures is that, you know, people can get stressed doing stuff that's not quite great for them. And, you know, my guy, Andy Johnson said it perfectly, he called it player envy or like trying to copy other players and everybody falls in this trap. It's like, well, this player does this, so I'm going to try to do that. So like Tiger is a perfect example because Tiger always had this intense focus. Like, do you remember when he got like... LASIK surgery so he had tunnel vision so he could see more clearly he used to put his hands around his hat to read putts and then you would see everybody try to follow his uh his ways but you know some people trying to follow his intense focus in the way he's seeing things and the way he's acting can literally stress them out you know one great technique that you can do at home too is creating a mental program for yourself for one of the players, we did a program that was called The Bigger the Moment, The Better I Play. And it created an audio program that relaxed the mind, and he would hear that same type of thought over and over again. And the nice thing with it being general like that, the bigger the moment, the better I play, 
it can all, it just fosters your imagination. So you naturally start putting yourself into those scenarios that you're performing at or those big level, you know, the big competitions coming up. The bigger the moment, the better I play. And it was a part of a nightly conditioning program. And then we were standing one time on the fairway in a really big moment. Actually, it was the tee box at a big event that we played our way into. There was a lot of people going on, tons of crowd noise. And he looked at me and he said, I can hear the audio going on in my mind. The bigger the moment, the better I play. Stepped up, hit it to about three feet on one of the most difficult holes in the world, made birdie there, and cruised through one of the toughest stretches of holes in golf. And I would encourage people, find something that is there, like the bigger the moment, the better I play. What a powerful way to be thinking about this. So as you step into those moments, if you've conditioned your mind to have a go-to thought like that, it's like a go-to shot on the course, right? Everybody's got that knockdown shot or that swing that they know that if they hit that club or that shot, it's always good. And we need to condition our mind with positive thinking. So if you have a lot of those negative programs, you got to start thinking about how do I reframe that? And for this player, it was the bigger the moment, the better I play. So if you can begin to embed that in your mind, and what do I mean by that? Create an audio where you're hearing it 10, 20, 30 times while you're drifting off to sleep. Wake up in the morning, play that same audio so you're hearing it again and again and again and starting your mind in that day with that type of thought. If you'll drive that into your mind over a course of three weeks to four weeks, when you're on the course and you find yourself in a situation like that, your mind's going to remember it. It's going to fall back onto that neuro pathway. It's going to fall back onto all those visualizations and all the mental rehearsals and mental imagery that came with that statement. Also, I just want to remind you from one of our earlier programs, one of the best programs you could do in, in this way is every day and in every way, I get better and better. Mm -hmm. That's the master program. It is invented by Emil Kue. It's called an auto suggestion. And it is every day and in every way, I get better and better. Drive that in with an audio. Put it on repetition. Think about it all through your day. It's going to become a great go-to thought. And in those moments, if you've done that conditioning, you'll rely on it. It'll come up and you'll be able to better perform. Dude, that's awesome. And just a couple more here. Um, you, you know, when you talked about writing that stuff down, I love to have people write down all the kind of negative stuff they'll say or think on the course and then try to flip that and reframe it on the other side of the page. So like literally take a page, split it in half and all the bad stuff that you might say, like, for example, you know, I can't miss here versus the ball needs to go here. You know, this is where I'm going to start. This is the shot shape versus again i can't miss here you know don't hit it in the water well hit it here you know those types of things just reframing them and looking at this is what i'm going to do versus this is what i cannot do because that's really the thoughts and the mindset that gets in there and as soon as it becomes can't it's a fear-based thing which is triggering that stress and you know that's where performance can start to break down and then you know, just the wormhole of stuff that we've covered in a lot of episodes can happen. We start micromanaging the swing, uh, start overthinking, over trying it to the point where you can like literally mentally implode. And then, you know, you get to that point where you might just blow up and then just be like, kind of screw it for a few holes. And then you're playing well again because you just like almost mentally gave up. But 
you know, these are such great things to have these written down. Like, this is what I do. This is what I do. And I play well. I mean, literally defining every aspect of your game. I mean, we say that in every single episode. I'm really glad that you touched on the point of self-talk because self-talk is such an important thing that gets overlooked all the time. And you're so spot on. I mean, having been out on the course with so many players, you can hear the stress language. It literally has its own language for every player. And those words like don't, can't, try, hope, they're just weak language. And so I encourage everybody, go back to listen to some of our self-talk episodes and look to where you can refine your language to give a better thought in your mind. Now, being positive on the course is, is not a, it's not a luxury, right? It's really a requirement if you want to play your best. And being positive on the course, I just want to remind everybody, doesn't mean you got to be smiling and giggling and joking around. What it means is they're doing exactly what you just described there. This is my target. I'm doing this. And speaking of terms of what you want to accomplish, how you want to perform, how you are as a player, because these are the things that are constantly directing your mind to great goals or you're going into stress. And knowing what you know now, having listened to this program, really, it boils down to you're making a choice to either empower yourself and step up to perform or you're choosing to disempower yourself and literally use your biology of your mind against you. So all that training, all that effort is being inhibited simply by the way that you're choosing to speak to yourself, choosing to think. And so I'd encourage everybody, start thinking more positive in terms of what you want to accomplish and you're going to find yourself performing better. And make sure you follow through with what Kyle said and look for those the, that language of stress. And then start establishing your language of the champion. And when you have that vocabulary as your go-to thoughts, you're going to find yourself cruising to low scores and a lot more success in your tournament rounds. I think you just said the absolute most powerful thing, maybe in this entire uh, episodes that we've done, it, it's you have the choice. You know, and that, I, I mean, that that to me is like resonates so hard is that you have the absolute choice to change that. It does. It's not hard work, but it takes discipline to say like, look, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to talk to myself positively. I'm going to literally write down these programming words that you talked about, and I'm going to stick to this. You know, so if you start getting into, you know, I call it baby mode and you start getting negative and throwing tantrums and, you know, really acting like a big baby, then you know, that's your choice and you're choosing to self-sabotage yourself. And at the end of the day, that's on nobody else but you. And that's some, you know, extreme ownership that you need to take with yourself if you're really going to do this. But, you know, I mean, John, you laid that out so perfectly, man. And I just, I absolutely love that. Like that, that hits home for sure. Well, okay. So from there, we're going to wrap it up. But again, like we talked about, we have a big big announcement that john and i are so excited about mgt mental golf type is a program that has been in the works for a long time and we are getting super close to the release and we are so excited to really announce this on the podcast but um, we're going to be rolling out details here really quick but this is literally going to change the game in terms of the mental game and understanding your unique qualities as an individual and we couldn't be more excited so stay tuned because we're going to keep releasing details as we go this is coming out like extremely soon 
fall 2020 it's coming and you as a listener of the podcast are going to get a first look at that and again we can't be more excited so stay tuned keep listening to the episodes keep building that mental game keep building that performance and until then we will see you in the next episode of the go low show